kids Come join us at the corner Of the round table I don't know what that means. All right, so you wait. So you're you're saying, Dano, that you reckon the ear earpods are worse for um, brain cancer than putting your phone to your ear. Um, is any of it proven, Minga? I don't know. Uh, what, were, what were you saying, Oracle? I just feel what, like what? my my head hurts a bit sometimes when I listen to headphones. Like I, I just have all this noise, and it's close to my brain, and I don't know. How many voices? Would you reckon it's, it's like that noise cancelling side of things there, Dano? Well, a guy that I work with, he he had this hectic vertigo and he kept having to like go fucking lie down and stuff. He was full wigging out, right? This is mm. this is recent. This is recent. This is within this is this year. Yeah. And he thought he was fucked. And then he realized that it only happens after he wears his airpods and then he mm. investigated i think he took him back and he found out and then he stopped wearing the airpods and stopped getting the vertigo vertigo and, and it, oh, is it, a, is it could be an apple issue so so what that is dan so do you, what vertigo <laughs> is is we've got these little crystals like within our vestibular system which is like our inner ear charge them in the, charge them in the moon I do, I do, I do. I, I, I help people manage it for a living. Oh my <laughs> god! At the racetrack, Dr. Carl. So it's like these little, there's these little crystals that are like lurking around our, like the canals of our inner ear. And what happens is they kind of track around. It's it's a little bit more complicated than this, but it's like a little spirit level in our head. So it's like our, our body knows which way's up or down, or which way's like what's level essentially. And then some of these little crystals gets lodged elsewhere and then the brain freaks out going, well, which way's up? And that's when we get that dizziness spell. So that's, so, what, so that's what vertigo is. So essentially what's happened is this bloke's put in these noise head, um, cancelling headphones. It might not have caused it, but it might, who knows? And it's caused a vestibular disturbance with him and that's potentially what's happened with him. So it might not actually be the headphones themselves that's causing it, but they just ha- have to, it, it's just happening at the same time. Well, there, well, there nice. you go. But I, I sometimes get hot ears when I put, um, when I feel like I've got my AirPods in for a while, but I thought it was just because someone was talking about me. <laughs> people, don't just, people don't just listen to TCRN for punting tips. They listen for yeah. health advice, yeah, and where to charge your crystals. Yeah, well, Doctor Oracle. I reckon, I reckon. I reckon we've given some health advice at at, at probably every fourth fourth one. Oh, we that, spoke about that, yeah, that, time, yeah, that, that reminds yeah. me. That reminds me. You know how we were talking about um <laughs> the the forbidden uh sorry the forgotten not the forbidden meat perhaps yeah. the the what was it the forgotten meat the other week the forgotten meat yeah yeah so I've been. Th- thinking about it a lot and um i think i know what the forgotten meat is what is it humans <laughs> oh, i think it's I, I, think it, I think it's human meat 
I've, I've thought about this a lot and I couldn't think of any – nothing makes more sense to me. that That's got to be the forgotten meat because obviously – Morning, mate. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, have you, have you, have you, guys have tried, you it? tried it? No. Can't say I have. You probably have actually. Yeah. yeah. If I can well, been a sushi train down Cooper, you probably tried a bit of it. That hasn't forgotten. Yeah, I, yeah. I had it at that. I had it at that dog shit sushi place you took me to in Tweedminger. <laughs> the one you said was good. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong with that fucking joint. No, nah, you just of, ordered the wrong thing. A little bit I of. Just t- had, I just, I had human and it was covered in sauce, so I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of teriyaki yeah. tonegiri. What do you reckon it'd taste like? Oh, tastes like oh, what I had. <laughs> tastes like dog shit sushi. <laughs> I reckon like, like if someone was like a perfect. smoker, they would taste like shit. I reckon it'd be tough. Oh, yeah. where, where, are we, where are we talking about eating from the thigh? I think, you'd want, I think you'd want some like thigh meat. I don't know if you'd want some grass-fed human or if you'd want some like, <laughs> would you, protein. Would you, would you rather eat a vegan human or a, or like a uh, – you wouldn't want a – Oh, a vegan human for sure. You'd want a vegan human, right? I reckon. No, nah, I don't think I would. I think yeah, I'd want okay. a human that, that eats meat and has like good lean muscle. I think the vegans – they're, they're nope. too, they're too sort of. What about? I don't a, know. What like, about like a fat, mm. fat fuck? Not, not fat. super fat. I'd, I'd be like just well marbled. overweight. A, a well marbled, a well marbled wagyu male. Yeah. Because, because you know, I, I've always wondered this. The meat's not the muscle, right? The muscle would be tough, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. you've got to have like the fat within it. Oh, you, the fat would be the, like any other fat. I feel like you'd need the muscle. I think it has to be the muscle. Yeah, where, the where, where, what, what part? The thigh? I'm pretty sure muscles like, would be thighs. tough to eat because the cow, the shit that we eat off the cows is not the muscle. Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, like it is. a rump is a rump is a, is, a, yeah. is the ass rump of the cow. The oh, see, I I didn't think that all, was the all, ca- me, all oh, the meat is then muscle. The fat's on the outside. Well, the fat, yeah, the fat. Well, the fat yeah, can the be throughout the outside. Yeah, because fat's just fat. You're right. Fat just gets wherever it wants to go. Mm. Think of like the back strap. I think a human back strap would be pretty good. Like I reckon, the, it, would it, a calf? Yeah. A calf would be like an eye filler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like have, a, <laughs> I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have a good. I'd have a good back strap. I reckon. Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind eating a couple of my lats. <laughs> oh, lats. Lat, oh, lat, lats would lats, be good. Lats, lats, would are, be good. lats are like a like a. Yeah, it's like a a poor man's rump. Like it's a be- it's better version than rump. Yeah, yeah. And then it'd be like, like a the sirloin. Neck, the, neck, the neck would also be like the neck would be sort of the neck's like something the Asians get would a bit of a do. Nah, but I think it'd be a bit of a delicacy in some countries. I thought I thought you'd feed that to your dog. The, the human neck. <laughs> no, Chuck dogs would neck. like chew on. They chew on your fingers and hands and stuff. I oh, reckon, I reckon like, you could throw a dog a spine. Just to pick it off. Yeah, like you could throw a dog a foot. <laughs> oh yeah, foot. A foot would be a perfect dog shoe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Anyway, that's welcome the forgotten the, meat for me. Welcome to the potty. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we thought we'd get everybody on at the same time because we're starting a bit late and it's a Friday, and we don't have a huge amount of time. But um, yeah, so. Before we go into like the Oracle stuff, I guess we need to talk about um, one thing and that's Wanker of the Week. Now, does anyone have um, nominations this week? 
Oh, do, should we touch on a couple of past um, wankers of the week who have all like been in the news recently? Yeah, if you want. What this week? Yeah, like Clarky. Clarky's got a new missus. They broke. <laughs> like, remember how he was up at Noosa getting a getting caught out, and he's got a new missus, some ex-plastic surgeon's wife or something like what? that. He's got a new missus already. Of course he. Yeah. Did. He would have been single the day after. Yeah. True. Yeah. So yeah. So Clark has been that. Kane Corns is in the news again, and probably Dunno knows a little bit more about this. With him and David King are just at each other again about some comments they made about a number one draft pick. Yeah, Kano's a he's a front runner. Kaki, he's a front runner for this award. <laughs> Kaki's Kaki's paying like a dollar thirty, I reckon, at the moment. Why? Why? Go on. T- tell What's us about done? this week, Dano. No, uh, so Kaki last year gave a bit of shit to a Collingwood player who was a young Collingwood player. Gave him gave him a lot of shit for I think we spoke about it on the potty. He 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 filmed he, he got a GoPro out after a game and was saying he's saying like easy work and, and stuff after oh, Collingwood yeah. won their first game. He was like like I think he said light work or something something classic. And Kark ripped into him for that. He said learn how to play footy before you start talking like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was just Jack Inovan, and then he ended up. He bleached his hair. He started ducking for free kicks and doing all this stuff. And Kane Corns was ripping him. And then he, but he kicked. He started kicking goals and killing it. And um, Kane Corns jumped on the bandwagon of him. Oh. Um, but he basically ripped him for a couple of months at the start of last season. Um, and there's this guy that was the number one draft pick last year, Jason Horn Francis, and he played at North Melbourne. And. There's been all this talk about him. He's a bit of a flog from all reports. Um, he's copying it a lot in the media at the moment. And Kane Corns, so he's come out openly and said things like, I want to be the best player in the AFL. And you know in Australian sport how that's – we just don't do that in Australia. Like it's a real American thing to be – to say – I'm the best player or I want to be the best player. In Australia it's like really team-orientated – I want to be the best player for the team, that kind of stuff. Um, and he's come out and said all this shit, hasn't really performed yet, and he he ditched North Melbourne. So North Melbourne drafted him. Oh, yeah. He went to obviously Adelaide, the, didn't he? He went to Port Adelaide. So obviously the oh, number yeah. one draft pick every year goes to the shittest team. You know what I mean? What, like, a, little, what a little bitch. So he <laughs> left. Yeah. He left and went to Port Adelaide. Kane Corns, because he's gone to Port Adelaide, Kane Corns is basically on him, like he loves him, and he's talking him up and stuff. And he's getting called out for like double standards. And last year, he started a few rumours about things that he was doing at North Melbourne that, that 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 they kicked him out and treated him poorly. So now people from North Melbourne are cracking at a cuck for <laughs> saying that North got rid of him and all this kind of shit. Cuck. And now cucks now cucks coming out saying like. <laughs> The cuck's out. The cuck's out. Cuck's, cu- cu- cucks coming out saying, just let the boy play. Let the, let the little he's – a, he's a kid, let him play. And everyone's calling cuck out and saying, you're the OG, you know, ripping shreds off a kid type operator. So, yeah, cuck's oh, – that's, that's, that's heavy. Cuck, heavy one cuck's the rooster that crows at like three in the morning before the sun comes up when you're in Fiji and then you get the bloke you're staying with and you go out in the yard with a rock and you, and you stone it to death. Cuck's been, Cuck's been copying it. Cuck-a-doodle-doo. 
Cuckadoodle-doos. He's like a broken roaster, dude. Cuck, cucks. The thing about cuck, boys, this is what I'll say. With cuck, <laughs> nine out of ten things he says is probably true and it's probably stuff that pe- other people don't want to say. So it's like, you know what, cucky, good on you. You said it. We're all thinking it. But then he does these stupid ones where he just comes out and says something a little bit too outrageous and a little bit too controversial to create talk and it, he undoes all his all his good work by doing these dumb things like this. So, yeah, that's why he's, that's why he's a flog. That's I, why he's a I, cut. I like, I like that enough just to give that wanker of the week again because I love a double nom. I love a double nom. Yeah. The other oh, one. you want to go? I got in? another one though. Yeah. Go on. Michael Zarafa. Oh, oh yeah. This is, he's a fucking big wanker. He's he's called out Tim Zoo, yeah, saying he's been fighting this. no one and and how he's like not doing certain things and going behind his back and now he's all talk and now he's fought no one. People like he's just calling him out to try and get himself back in the in the limelight. He's chasing clear. I think everyone's yeah. forgotten about him. Yeah, actually, do you reckon he wants to be. Do you reckon he wants to be hated? That guy. Yeah, I feel like he does. He just wants to be like in the limelight. They have people talking about him. So, like that's what I feel. Yeah, it's a bit of that. Any publicity is good publicity thing. I think with him, but I think he's obviously a flog. You can tell by kind of looking at him. Um, he he shouldn't get to fight Tim Zoo, and I don't think he will. Like maybe after Zoo goes and does what he's trying to do, they might have a, a fight down the road. That's what I think should happen as well. Yeah. Did you hear what Timmy? Did you hear what Timmy said? Yeah, he said he he's a fifty thousand dollar fighter and he wouldn't fight him to give him a million dollars. Exactly. So I reckon Timmy won't fight that, that guy. Nah, I don't I think don't so. Reckon I reckon he will down the track though. So Zarafa was rumored Just to, punch to him. fight Triple um, Triple G. Um, no. Did you really? guys hear this? Yeah. So this was part of a rumor and um, it got a bit of traction, but then. It got pretty Did quickly. He start sh- that? Uh, I, I I highly believe that that that's where it would have come from, like his team, and um, it got a bit of traction. Then it, it got, apparently got shut down by like oh, I don't know if it's Triple G's team or just people in America being like, "No, nah, that's fucking not happening." Like Triple G's not going to fight this Zarafa guy who's got no, you know, like like it does nothing for us, blah blah blah, and that kind of squashed it in the water. And I think that's now why he's going for Tim Zoo, just because obviously, as he said. Oracle, he's trying to just get his name back up again, but um, yeah. I completely agree with Con. I like. I think Tim Zoo will go over and do what he's got to do. Hopefully, he succeeds because if he succeeds, he's never going to fight Zarafa. If he doesn't never. succeed, and oh. then um, then then he's. I feel like then he might look, go. All right, well, let's have some money fights. I think we'll see it eventually. But you know what I mean? If he succeeds, he's going to be the champion. He's going to be a champion of that division yeah, of the world. Yeah, but he'll he's come be back fighting. here, and then he'll be like, like when it's all over, and they'll still both be around, and as if they won't want to punch each other for some money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Tim Zhu beats the fuck out of him within like five rounds. Yeah, like easily. I reckon it'll happen. Easy, eventually. But uh, I've got I've got one more nomination then. Um, I feel like I've, we've been. We haven't really had a chance to talk about this one because it's not actually that current anymore. But um, for me, it's the it's the Dalai Lama. Didn't he get? Did he not get it? Did he not get it last week? <laughs> nah. Did you not chat with Oracle about this? Oh, last week? look, yeah, look. Oh fuck! All right, well because, he's he's last week because I feel was, like was... all the light and truth in the world has now been drained, and so we're just has all he left been here in the dark. Yet? Well, no. I, I thought he was POW last week, Pedo of the week. <laughs> 
Um, do we not? No? Well, he he, no. he won that. It's POW. <laughs> not a prisoner of war, everybody. <laughs> Pet of the week. <laughs> nah, yeah, you can't. Like, I mean, yeah, I just felt that was like weird. That was I just real felt weird. like the world just just died a little. The bit world got a inside. little bit darker when that got reported. Yeah, when he sucked that kid's tongue. When he told the kid to suck his tongue. Oh, God. he said, "Give me a kiss," oh and they're like God. mucking around. Then he goes, "Suck my tongue," and they're like, "Mr. Dalai Lama, that is highly inappropriate." He's like, "Oh, I'm just playing around with the kid," and they're like. This is all. It's like you have gone on mad camera. with power. <laughs> yeah. You sick holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> he your highness. Yeah. <laughs> you, <you're laughs> is that what they call him? Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, they might. But you, uh, like, you can't. It didn't look like, like the first time. It didn't look like the first time he'd asked a kid to suck his tongue. Yeah. But, and, but that's the thing. He's not meant to be one of the fucking pedophilic um, religions, no, right? He's meant to be like like the closest to like To the one that everyone can get around. You know? Yeah. If, like I don't like religion as whole, but I, I don't mind Buddhism. No one well, does. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's all it's all shattered. It's all f- everything's fucked, and we're just all left in the dark. Now I don't like Buddhism, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dalai Lama's a pedo. <laughs> Fuck are we, what are we Fuck doing it. Fuck it, weird. It was and we so can't, yeah, weird. And we can't go Muslim because obviously, or you know, the history with all of that. So, like, what are we? And there's heaps of forbidden, like, forgotten meats with them as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know where to go from here. I just, like, it was the last sort of, like, I don't know, thing and, of religion that you had hope in. And I don't know where to go from here for Wanker of the Week either. Well, let's just say Dalai Lama just got it last week because <laughs> we got a new one this week. He gets it this yeah. week. He gets P O W W O W, like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pedo slash wanker of the week. That's a wanker thing to do. Uh, okay, uh, maybe it's a slip up of the of the slip of the tongue. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> slip of the. Saying it could have just been a slip of the tongue, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's a deserved wanker of the week, I guess. Sucks I've that. never even heard the term "suck my tongue." Like, is that even? That's so uh, weird. Really? Uh, <laughs> you no, know, no, you got to get out, bro. <laughs> Suck, suck my tongue. <laughs> I was like, I'll lift up to you it like five Come times. Come on, Dano. You've Come never, on. You never, you never asked someone you never to suck, suck your tongue. tongue. <laughs> don't tell me suck you. Don't tell me you're 34 years old and haven't had your tongue sucked. <laughs> Fucking what? Is, is that normal? I've had my tongue sucked heaps. <laughs> <laughs> The Catholic priest at our at our school. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, Oracle, no. Nah, air it out. Who's this? Who's this? Well, I didn't go to a Catholic school, boys. I went to a public school. That's probably why my tongue hasn't been sucked. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, de- okay. If I was, if I didn't go to a Catholic school, my tongue wouldn't have been sucked then. Yeah. That's all I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, your grievances. Yeah. 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 Vin- Vincent so I'm, Veritas. I'm, Corbs, I'm talking. I'm talking not at school. Oh yeah, well, okay. Well, my tongue has never been sucked then. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking oh, about at school, man. I've asked people, oh. but they haven't. They haven't. Yeah, they've, done. Never, they've never done it. Yeah, it's just like monkey see, monkey do. You know. <laughs> when you're doing, yeah, you can't. You can't count the girls that you've that you've asked to suck your tongue, or or, or, or boys, whoever. You can't. Teachers. You can't count the people that you've asked. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? I can't. Can't include uh, the priest. No, of course I can't because I've bloody lost count. What about the brothers? 
poor. <laughs> it's like asking that's like asking me to uh, recount every person I've ever kissed. Yeah, yeah. Man, true. woman, or priest. <laughs> man, man, woman, priest, or monk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, well. yeah, it's anyway. good to have a. It's good to have everyone back. <laughs> and I'd just like to apologise to anyone that's made it this far because we've got a bit of background noise and it will go away when one of the boys drops off. But we've had to um, we've had to merge the phone calls to get everybody on at the same time, so you can hear that background noise in the background, which is probably not just very pleasurable. Just don't worry. About <sighs> it. Well, I don't reckon it's I don't reckon it's me. No, I just think when when one of you when Dano drops off the call because you're going to leave when we do Oracle Hour, yeah. Yeah, I've got to leave in about ten minutes. Oh, yeah, cool. Well, what do you what do you want to say in your last ten minutes? Floor is yours, Dan. Do you want me to make a speech? <laughs> yeah, please. This is to the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> Put your tongue away, mate. <laughs> All right. Here, here. Nah. So I've got a bit of. Well, fuck. There's so much we haven't spoken about. I haven't even spoken to you guys since like the. The power time fight in oh, Izzy. Like I'm that? that far behind. I'm that far behind. Let's touch on but that. Let's touch on that real quick, should we? Have yeah, we should. Um, geez, it was epic. Yeah, I Izzy's don't know. carrying on. Izzy's carrying on a little bit too much for my liking at the moment. Yeah. What about the post-fight celebration where he um mm. did the shot I, I dead to his um to the kid? Didn't mind it. Didn't mind mm. it. I mind. I mind the. <laughs> The 29 Instagram posts he's made since about the same knockout. I just uh, think it's a bit over the top. What about how he wrote 3 1 and done instead of 1 3? Did you see that? <laughs> oh, did he... he wrote 3 1 and done, bring the bots or something like that? Or Listen, oh, man. You it's, can, like, like, it's like, oh, that sounds, sounds like you've been beaten three times in 1 1. The problem is with that is that he has come out and said, nah, I'm not, he's not getting a rematch. That bloke beat him three times. And continually gave him rematches up until the fourth fight. Like, and I understand when he came to the UFC, like he had to, obviously, if he wanted to win the belt, rematch him. But he gave him the first one. It's like, come on, man. Like, that, that, was, a deal, the, that, 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 that was the, the deal, Who the fuck do you think you are, though? I'm with you on that. But like, is he got to fight him as many times as he wanted till he, till he finally wins? Yeah, I know. And then he canned it. He's like, that's it. That's, what, that's yeah. what this is. That's what exactly what this is. And it's like to carry on like that after you did something like that. Where's the self-awareness, man? And then to like, start calling out Drickus. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, why? Hang on. You're just looking for another win. Like, call out Rob again. Yeah, it's weird. I think the best thing about this is, though, that Poetan goes up to 205. And how good has Poetan been gracefully after it? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, oh, like, I saw, oh, I saw something he said today. Sorry. Right. He said... um. He said, "He said, nah." He said something like, "Oh, I beat Israel. I actually beat Israel this fight." He said, "I beat him at, at getting knocked out better, or something like that." Something, yeah, something that. classic that like weird. that. <laughs> he, I, I, I just love after it. He's just fucking. He's taking it gracefully. Like, yeah. So there's gonna be no rematch. He's like, yeah. That's. He's like, that's all right. And then like, what about what? What do you think he did with your? Kid and he's like, yeah, look, look if, if if obviously this is all in Brazil, you didn't say it like this. He's like, if that makes him, um, 
if that makes him uh, well, I could speak Spanish, but it's um it'd be very confusing for the listeners. Um but he said um he's like, look, if that makes him feel better. They don't about himself, Brazilians don't speak Spanish. Don't they? They speak Portuguese. Wasn't he speaking a bit of Spanish then? <laughs> I thought he did a little bit of Spanish in there. Must have been my Portuguese radar a little bit off. <laughs> um so, some Spanish, uh, some Brazilians speak Spanish. Oh, I'd, you'd like to think they could because they're surrounded like, I, by. I thought half the country spoke Spanish, half spoke Portuguese. They speak Portuguese. That's their, Everyone? their language. Everyone there in Brazil, yeah, but they speak. They can speak Spanish as well because they're surrounded by Spanish-speaking countries. I'm pretty Palatine's sure. Palatine's been a legend. Palatine's I'm pretty sure Palatine was speaking full-blown Spanish in the post-conference interview. <laughs> he just like gave it to the Spanish folks this time, and um, <laughs> he was just like, "Yeah, if that makes him sleep better, you know, that's fine." Like. I probably wouldn't have done the same, but yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't doesn't affect me. We move on. I'm like, fuck, Bowerkan. Yeah, Bowerkan. Yeah, he's the man. Um, anyway, Dano, what did you have anything to say about the AFL? Well, it's starting to take shape a little bit. The kangaroos have come back down to earth. No thud. No. I don't know what you've been watching. What do you mean? I've been watching a lot of footy, boys. I've been watching a lot of footy. It's been getting me through at the moment. I'm loving it. Um, Collingwood, Essendon, Anzac Day, Blockbuster Tuesday. Biggest home and away game of the year. Every year. And they are both, I think Collingwood could be third. Essendon are first on the ladder. Second. Yeah. Uh, second. So it's 1v2. No, 2v3. 2v3. Oh. You don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> you said mate. It. You, you're like S- the Collingwood Ru- a third. The Roos Essendon have come back down. Mate, the Roos are it's flying. It's one verse two. The Roos are flying, dude. So <laughs> we're going to win this weekend too. Who's going to win? The Roos. Yeah. Okay. So Collingwood a third. That's the Gold Coast. You heard it. Collingwood here. a third. <laughs> Collingwood a third. Essendon second. St Kilda a first. All all have won four out of five games. This is the first time. There was some stat about Collingwood Essendon. It's, it's, they reckon it's the biggest Anzac Day game that we've had since this century. So it's where both teams are kind of flying, obviously. Um, Essendon, new coach, Brad Scott, bit of a hard edge. They've had no soul for about 20 years. So it's a huge game for them. Yeah, now, do boys, you know why? You know why? Sorry, do you know why? They've, um, why what? Do you know why they've got um, a bit of a hard edge now? Yeah, why? They got a bit of North Melbourne about them. Yeah, okay. They do. They got a bit of Brad Scott. So <laughs> he's waiting for it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it's exciting for Essendon fans. I hate Essendon. I hate. I hate their supporters. I think um, <laughs> I, my generation, our generation, our age generation, when we were about ten years old, Essendon was a powerhouse playing in grand finals, you know, winning flags. I feel like there are a lot of bandwagon jumpers at about the age of 10. Yeah, and the, those, the Lions and those, too. Yeah, isn't Morgs one of those Lions guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the Essendon crew in Melbourne is – there's a lot of them and they're, they're real front-runner sort of fake supporters all getting a little bit excited every time they win a couple of games. I just don't like them. There's something about them I just fucking hate. Um, but in saying that, boys – Collingwood have a lot of outs this week. Oh, no. Big outs. Essendon are paying $2.57 or something like that. 
it's really juicy for Essendon. They, they've going, never been in. You're going against your own team. I probably will because I like doing that anyway. Just for you know, if Kyle would lose, I get something out of it. So yeah, I might I'll, be putting a little bit on on Essendon here. He's a smart, I like, whatever I like I'm, this. Smart. Whatever I'm willing to pay for a Collingwood win, I'll put on Essendon. Yeah, I'm not that desperate for a Collingwood win because we're sitting pretty at the moment. So I'll, I'll consider my, my stake. But the odds are really juicy, I think, because they've probably never been more poised to win one of these games in a while. Collingwood's record in the Anzac Day games is heaps better than Essendon's. I think they won – when was their last win? It was – it was a while ago. We, we somehow kind of always win, even when we're looking shit. Wasn't so, when Paddy Paddy Ryder got the Anzac Day medal. Like yeah, I was at that ago. one. I was at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a bit of a juicy one there. Geelong are coming back a little bit, looking looking a bit better the last couple of weeks. It's just starting to take shape. Adelaide are a bit of smoky that have been better than. Everyone sort of predicted. St Kilda are on top of the ladder, which is good to see. Everyone likes St Kilda. Why do they like them? They're battlers. They're battlers. They've battled all their supporters. They're not bandwagon jumpers because there's no flags for them to have jumped on the bandwagon with. So they like St Kilda, boys. And they're first on the ladder at the moment. So good on them. Collingwood beat them last week, but whatever. Haven't they been um, bailed out like by the AFL for the last like five years, Dana? Are they running a loss and the AFL just keeps digging them out because they're... No, that's North Melbourne. No, I'm pretty sure it's St Kilda. <laughs> but North yeah, Melbourne too. Is. Yeah, They want to send Jeez, us to boys. Tassie and I reckon, let's do it. <laughs> Tasmania is fucking great. <laughs> um, yeah, North Minga. I'm just going to check the scores from last week. They, I think they had about 25 goals kicked against them. Hang on. Yeah, they got big. <laughs> well, Jesus, you know. Jesus, this score, Minga, 22 20, the Lions kicked. 152. That's a huge score these days. Yeah, yeah well, so North are fucked. I don't think so. That's all right. That's all right, though, Minga. It's a shin bone of spirit, Dano. You wouldn't know anything about it. That's the thing. Mm, so they they've lost straight, Con. Hey? They kicked pretty straight. 12 goals, five behind. Yeah, oh, well. That's great. It's all right. Give them time. So they won their first two, Minga, and I was sort of saying, fuck, my, my theory about tipping against North every week, they've, they've really spat in my face, but they've just gone on to lose their next three. So it's, it's sort of order is getting restored at the moment. Um, I don't like to make too many predictions until maybe about round 12. But one other thing I wanted to mention, Nick Dacos. I know it's Collingwood. This is, a, this is heavily Collingwood talk here, but... We could be watching the greatest ever second-year player this year. It, what he's doing, and I know you boys probably don't give a, give a shit, or even you probably <laughs> Mingy, you won't watch you won't watch Collingwood because you don't do that shit. But I'll this watch guy, it. I'll watch it. Nick Dacos is averaging thirty-three or thirty-four touches. He's like I think he's twenty. He's favourite for the Brownlow. He came into the season paying forty-one bucks for the Brownlow. He's now paying about five bucks to win it. He's polled votes in every game on the coaches' votes, which is a huge indicator. Coaches from each team vote five, five votes each game. He's he's leading that and he's polled in every game. Mm. He's just doing stuff that no one his age has probably nearly ever done. 
I don't know if you guys know about like Chris Judd and all that. Yeah. Chris Judd was a bit of a phenomenon. He won it for Brownlow in his third year and he sort of gets – he's sort of like the benchmark of young kids bursting onto the scene and dominating. They're sort of saying that Nick Dacos this year is sort of exceeding Chris Judd. So if he keeps this up, they're looking at something special, boys. Yeah, okay. So okay. Please, please watch. Please watch. So what, you think he's going to have a big game on Tuesday? Oh, he hasn't had a bad game. He's getting 30 touches a week. It's unbelievable to watch. I'll okay. check what he's paying for the – I'll check what he's paying for the – they have an Anzac medal, which is always a little bit exciting to vote on. Okay. It's quite prestigious. It's kind of bullshit because there's only two teams playing that game every year and you don't have to qualify to play in it. It's just a fixture. But it's a it's a prestigious award. So there's... I wonder why they... How those two teams get chosen. Are they like two of the oldest teams? Kevin Sheedy... In, so it started in 95. Kevin Sheedy came up with it. I don't think they used to... No, they did used to play footy, but he made it a big event. So it's the only game on Anzac Day. They do... You know, they do like the Anzac March and stuff in the city in the morning. It's just a full event these days. They have the last post at the game, which is – I've been to like heaps of grand finals and Anzac Day games. I reckon the last post is the most oh, eerie sorry. kind of best thing. Sorry. So – Hang on. Can you hear that? Sorry, Corbs sound just – like a dog. No, Corbs just pushed the, the cricket's button. <laughs> It's not because I don't like AFL. <laughs> Sorry. You there? Yeah. <laughs> Corbs just hit the crickets preset on the on the mixer while you were talking, Dano. <laughs> Brutal. Accidentally, he reckons. Oh, Dacos is paying three fifty for this medal. It's not. That's worth not it. much at all. That's fucked. Nah, that's shit. That's shit. That's shit house. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. Yeah. Who right. do you reckon? Who do you reckon for the the medal there, Dano? <sighs> Nick Dacos. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll probably win it. He's just he's playing half back, so he's getting amazing stats. He's pretty unaccountable. He's not really playing one on one defence, so the, his game is quite. I have to put a heavy tag on him to stop him. He's not a forward relying on anything. He's a defender, so he can run off and just do his own thing, which is what he's been doing every week. And no no one's managed to sort of stop him doing this. So he's, it's just so consistent. Do you reckon he'll win it in a losing team, though? Because you're obviously tipping against him. Mm, I don't reckon he'll I don't reckon he'll win it in a losing team. I think if Essendon win Sam Draper will win the win the medal. He's he's I've the lucky. Take a little bit of Sam Draper at fifteen for that. Is he fifteen? Jeez, that's not bad. Yeah, Dylan Shields back it from Essendon. He's at fifteens as well. But yeah, Sam Draper. I'll agree with you. I think he's been killing it. Yeah, he's just he's got a bit of X factor. He's he's just got that. He's just got something about him. He's got a bit of pizzazz. He's got the mullet. He's got a bit of flair. Fans love him. I think there's a bit of hype, hype factor in these awards. If Nick Dacos is like close to best on ground and Collingwood win, he'll get it. All right. Um, well, that is a 
That is an in-depth breakdown of the Anzac Day game. So, uh, boys, I got to, I got to go. Mad Dog's up front. He's cracking. Uh, okay, sorry, mate. Get, get, get going, Dano. Have a good night. Hey, boys. See you, mate. See you, Dano. Dano. All right. Let's see if that noise goes away when Dano goes. All right, Oracle Hour. We're on. That sound should be a bit better now that Dano's gone. Yeah, don't have that. Don't, don't sound like I'm sitting in a park with the wind busting, uh, brushing past my ears. Yeah. Like a bloke pissing oh. over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Is at, it? at the park. The home, homeless Dave. <laughs> it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that we... Someone should kill that bum and cook him. <laughs> that would be rot- rotten meat. Oh, feed him to the dogs. Dude. Feed him to the dogs. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, but anyway, so let's, uh, let's get into this, man. So last weekend, um, I'm just trying to fucking find, hang on. Oh, I've fucked up here. Remember it was the forgotten meat. Yeah, it was the forgotten meat last weekend. And, um, we're, Human. And, yeah. So, but before we touch on that, do you want to touch on Animo's retirement? Yeah. It's, it's sad to see the big boy go. Cause I think he's been. He's been like, I guess, Australia's best racehorse, what, for last four years. You were one of Australia's most talked about racehorses of the last uh, four years. So it's sad to see him go. And I think they announced, what, one hundred just shot, just over 120000 for his first year stud fee, which is pretty good for him, to be honest. Yeah. Fucking, dude, they're going to make some money on that thing. Oh, my God. Well, so what? Well, what you've got to worry about with those ones, there, guys, when you're in the breeding side of things, is normally the first season fee, unless they start producing winners, is the highest that they'll have. Mm. So what will happen is people will like take their mares to the the colts or sorry, the stallions, and in expectation that they're going to have a champion horse. And then if they're not producing winners, then their stud fee goes down and down and down. But if they obviously start producing, like like Extreme Choice did most recently. Although he was quite infertile, like he wasn't producing a heap of horses, but he could. He's he was, just, fu- he was through- just fucking for the fun of it. Yeah, and his stud fee went through the roof. And then you got horses like Spirit of Boom, who would probably serve. I think I remember hearing. I could be wrong with this, but up to three hundred mares a year at like two hundred thousand k. Hey, what two hundred thousand k times what, how one many? a day? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be he'd be he'd be doing one. A day. I think there was a couple of points where he was doing two a day. That's, a, two, that's like a, a happy slash exhausted horse. Exactly. Mm. So they're they're trying to make the most out of him. And then like horse like Galileo, you would have heard of Galileo guys. Yeah. So at the at the twilight ends of his like stallion career before he passed, I'm pretty confident he was asking for six hundred twenty five thousand euro per serve. Dear God, Jesus. I, uh, so like, I was just trying to work yeah. that out in my head. It's a lot, eh? So essentially just shy of over a million dollars per serve. So per per horse that he produces, you're paying a million dollars just for the serve. And horses can – so they can fuck all year, really? Yeah, they can. Fuck. Well, I guess anybody could. Yeah. If they, if they, especially, if you're getting, especially if you're getting jacked off they and wanted put to, into a woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. They jack them off first. I reckon they'd have to sometimes if he's doing 300 times a year. I don't think every stallion would be doing that often, but I know Prince of Boom, Boom because of what he does, like he's just he's super fertile, 
and he produces winners. Simple as that. So, so that, people want their mares to go to him. So you, but you reckon they have like a, a fluffer? I think they call it in like the porn industry, right? Yeah, they <laughs> they they legit do. They legit Definitely. do. They have like that's a fluffer. That's, get, that's, they, they, that's what they do. They jack they jack them up, jack them up, and then they sometimes even like place it in if the horse. Is I home. think. Well, <laughs> um, because I, I think. Was it you and I talking about it, Con, there on the Melbourne Cup one about the fluffer that got the mare pregnant? <laughs> so sometimes, the, sometimes what? the horse wouldn't even be. Um, hold on, the fluffer fucked the mare. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then we had a. Horse. What do you mean? You had a yeah, real, so, half human, half horse, was, like like cat no, dog. With, there was a there was a horse. That's, fluffer, that's a, like a senator. Senator. It's a centurion. Centurion. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> I don't remember so talking was, Centurions oracle. Sorry, no. Nah. No nah, centaurs. Centaurs. But yeah, there was, yeah. there was a horse. Centur- there was a horse that was used as a fluffer, um, and he he ended up getting the horse. Um, the horse fell pregnant with his foal. Hang and on, the horse, so the, front, the horse was the fluffer. <laughs> yeah, there was another horse, horse off with hooves. <laughs> there was a horse fluffer. That's fuck. So he was gay. Yeah, he was bi. He's bi. Oh yeah, sorry. he's bi. Yeah, anything's anything's possible nowadays. Oh my god, that is crazy. This is big news. Yeah. So this bi so, horse knocked and and what was the foal like? Um, it ended up running in our Melbourne Cup called Tiberian. <laughs> <laughs> was it any good? So you ready for this? So the the fluffer, the horse that was the fluffer is called Tiberius Caesar, oh. and and. <laughs> He, he had no career as a racehorse. I think he was a flop. But he, he ended up having a bisexual horse. Tiberian. It was T I B E R I A N. So go back and watch. He actually ran seventh in our Melbourne Cup. Oh, wow. that's pretty good. What a, what a lovely story. So he, yeah, so it's quite funny, wasn't it? That's amazing. It's oh, great. I just don't know how like the other horse feel about getting jacked off with hooves. Yeah, it'd be the worst thing, wouldn't it? It'd be the, well, it'd be the worst well, for us. I don't know. They might like it. Depends on the technique, but it might uh, be, in the, yeah. let's go to the all age. So Zaki, Castadian, and Giga, Giga kick. Well, uh, well, well, that was a perfect segue because Giga <laughs> kicks, Giga kicks, size is a kick. Is I think it's a five hundred dollar fee for him. Five, yeah, yeah. That's I remember that. Didn't they send him in like Morocco or something? Yeah, that's where he stands to start in Mor- in Morocco. Oh dear God! Really? Yeah, yeah. Morocco. Giga kicks dad. It's interesting. So he's he's a proper racehorse, Giga Kick, and I think him and I wish I win are rightly favourite for the Everest later in the year because I had doubts, and I think we said on um, on the pod deck on that whether he'd run out fourteen hundred metres. Like I had, like wasn't like doubts as if to say he's never going to run it, but I just that was my question mark on him at three dollars, and he clearly just demolished them. Like he was really really good. Yeah. I thought Zaki was enormous as well, sitting off that speed. He's come back well, and I think. Bring on the Hollandale and the and the um, Doomba Cup with Cascadian, who's also been confirmed for those two races. So it's really good to have him like like a world class horse and one of Australia's best coming up to Queensland for our carnival. Like I'm I'm semi stoked that he missed the autumn and, and that we're going to get to see him. Yeah, it is good. He's been here before, hasn't he? Yeah, he remember he remember that's what put him on the scene. He won yeah. that Doomman Cup and that and put up that enormous figure that everyone was like, "Oh my god, this 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 guy's legit." And he because he won the Hollandale the the in the race lead up. Yeah, yep, yep, I remember it. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Look, uh, I mean, 
if he can stay up like he has, uh, I kind of feel because I don't know, man. Like, remember that last prep? He was like, you, we were trying to catch him the whole time, and he um didn't really salute till the last till the end of his prep, did he? Yeah, and he won that champion stake. So beat Animo, beat Animo, and <laughs> and beating quite a good field. Yeah, um, at Flemington. So I think just with his age, he just takes he just takes a bit longer to get fit, and that's what. Obviously, Annabelle's done here. He had that trial back at, um, I guess, in the in the summer, and then bringing him up through the autumn, and he just wasn't getting fit because he just takes longer. Mm. So he's just taken a while, and now we've got him fit. And it was evident on the weekend, like for him, he he was enormous. Like they went at an absolute clip; they were flying, yeah. and he just held on so well for that that placing it was really good to see like i'm i, I love zaki he's i've got a very big soft spot for him Fucking so love zaki yeah he's he's a, he's been a very good horse to me so i'll always always have a um a little bit on him just 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 for for old time's sake more than anything all right oracle who's the best two-year-old this year is it militarized cylinder or shinzo all learning to fly all <laughs> Learn to fly. Oh, I think it's militarized. He's won the. Uh, he's won two out of the three group ones, albeit against weaker opposition than what they were in the slipper. But I think he'll win two year old of the year. Right. Never saw that coming. I know. I don't work. think I didn't. Well, I didn't see that coming. I, I think I spoke about how he was under the odds last week. He he won that that um, Vinery. I think it was Vinery, the fourteen hundred meter race. Anyway. Um, on that weird Randwick day where random horses were winning. But I think he backed mm. it up last week and he was awesome last week. So I think Shinzo, Shinzo was all right. He did win the slipper. He had an absolute gun ride from Ryan Moore. And Cylinders, kind of like Animo, I guess, where in his two-year-old year was just the the bridesmaid. Won a couple of races but was the bridesmaid. So I think if you're looking purely from a stats perspective and the achievements that they've made, I feel like Militarised deserves it, winning two group ones of the of the three in the Triple Crown. Yeah, okay. All right, interesting. Now, the Quokka in Western Australia on the weekend, that was a great race. Amelia's Jewel. Oh, my God. Fuck what the hell. fuck? I'd pretty much – I'm, I'm, just, I'm just considering that a win for me. It was it was enormous. Her and Bella Nipotina were just amazing. Oh, enormous. Yes. Bella as well. Like uh, Bella was like running down with her, but um, yeah, I kind of turned it off when they were going for the photo because I I actually bet on Uncommon James and Bella Nipotina, but um, I just thought she'd won. Uh, but just the run was just incredible against horses like that. It was enormous, and I think that I she'd certainly lost no admirers from that win. Definitely, like. You watch. I, I can't not see her. Well, I reckon they, like they've said that they're going to go to the Golden Eagle with her and try and get her up over with, the 1,500 With, the, with Amelia's jewel? Yeah. Fuck they're yeah. aiming for I the Golden Eagle. I love that. But at the same time, I reckon you're going to have plenty of interest from the Everest slot owners going, we want you in here. We want to take you. Because if you look at it, Look at look at the Everest right now. You've probably got I wish I win and Giga Kick are probably your favourites. Nature's triple probably go around, but he probably won't win. Eduardo's gone. Lost and running, it's 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 up in air whether he's he's back to his best. Like if there's any horse that's gonna give those two a run for their money, it's Amelia's jewel, isn't it? Yeah, I, I that race would really be topped off if she got in there. Wow. Or or alternatively, they go to the Everest and then have a crack at the Golden Eagle just after it, and I just reckon. go for the big no, money. No, that'd be, that'd be amazing to do both because give her a good warm up, you know. 
Love to see her running the same way at Flemington. It'll have to be Paddy Carberry as well. Has to be. Well, he knows the horse so well. You'd, you'd think he'd fly over. You what? You what? You watch him put William Pike on it. I'm being. Sitting what about Jay Mac? Nah, <laughs> they can't. They can't. But Paddy Carberry's affiliation with that you'd horse is ridiculous. You'd hope they do stick with him. I'd hate to see him not. Um, it's like it's almost like a wink. With, it's not as bad, but like a wink, Hugh Bowman type thing. You know, where like ladder in her career, if, if Huey was suspended, they'd just scratch her and they'd run at a different race. I love that. I love how they stuck lucky, everything. Lucky man, Hugh Bowman. Uh, Prince of Boom in uh, Brizzy. That was a oh, yeah. big win. So we, yeah, we touched on that race, which was all, probably the race of the day, which we, we spoke about. But the figure that he put up at Eagle Farm that last Saturday was enormous. Like it was the best figure comfortably for the day. Um, he's come back proper. So look for him probably over our, our winter carnival because I think he's he's ready to go. He's fired up. Yeah, okay. And uh, horses to follow from the weekend? Well, I've only got three. I Probably because of Sydney, I didn't really have many in Sydney except for the ones I know that are coming north. And then Melbourne was a pretty lacklustre meet there at, um, at, I think it was Bendigo, wasn't it there? Kind of, can't remember now. Yeah. But either way, yep. yeah. Um, so I think Wahaha Falls, who we've touched on before, he clocked the fastest last six for 200 metres of the day in the Valana race. Um, he was very good. I'm not sure where he's going to go and, and what races, but it wouldn't surprise me if he pops up in like a Kingston Smith Cup or, or something along those lines. Um, I said Zaki definitely heading towards the car, Hollandale. Um, and cascading, you could probably say, towards the Dooman Cup. And then there was an interesting one that I really liked in the race seven at Eagle Farm called Extremist. Yeah. It's trained by Robbie Heathcote. The race was actually won by um, – oh, who won the race? It was the, the favourite. Um, but either way, Extremist, there was a massive gap back to third. Um, the figure for the race was actually very, very good. Um, the, sorry, Antino, the Golan trained horse who's been talked up by Golan as being a Stradbroke horse, which is interesting. So for extremists to go within 0.5 the length of that horse, and then I think there was a there was a big gap back to Paladas, Acrobatic, Kips Bay, who we've all got an opinion of. Like I think it was like three lengths back to them. So I think extremists has come back very, very nice, has a really good second up record, um, and just make sure it's not on the heavy going. But I think soft and good going, I think it's going to be a bet next start. Yeah, okay, lovely. Now, um, should we go to Hawkesbury? Let's do it. So we've got – there's three big meets on this weekend in, and Morfittville, but I, I don't really touch on W. Um, sorry, SA Racing very much. So we'll probably leave that even though we're heading probably into their carnival. So yeah. we've got Hawkesbury, Doombin, which is a really good meet. I want to touch on that. And then I'll, I'll briefly touch on the Mornington Cup, but there isn't much going on at Mornington. So it's not one of my favourite tracks to punt out. It's kind of like Caulfield a little bit where I just kind of steer clear of it. So at Hawkesbury this week, um, it's like kind of a big track if you look at it, like big wide turns. Um, There's just, I think, 380 metres straight there and the rail's in the true position. So we've got a soft five, I think, at time of recording today. And then I think we've got between, I guess, 12 12 degree temperatures overnight and then mid-20s throughout the the day with no rain. So I think we're probably going to be dealing with probably a good four soft five um, on or tomorrow. Now, there's four feature races. We've got the Gold Rush, which is race six. We've got the Hawkesbury Guineas at race seven. 
Uh, we got the Gold Crown in race eight, and then we got the Gold Cup in race nine. So the, those last three races are all Group Three races. The quaddy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's so not. It's one out. One out of the quaddy. Yeah. So I haven't even looked at race ten at Hawkesbury, but we'll touch on it once we get to it. How's that sound? Good, good. So should we start at race six? So let's start at race six over the Gold Rush. So it's um, it's a, it's. This race is really interesting, and there's a couple of interesting horses in this. So I know I've always spoke to you boys about um, the ultimate gear change being gelding, being gelded, or Blinker's first time being the second best. So Malkovich, who's an absolute team, is actually being gelded this prep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which is I'm looking at the trials. Yeah, and watch the trial. It was hot, Corbs. Which one? Both? No, just the most recent one. The yeah, one over um, the 795 at Warwick Farm, mm-hmm. mid-April. A couple of my favourites in here, Titanium Power and Juan Diva. What a lovely looking yeah. race. It's a, it's, it's a good race. What are you thinking? Uh, Malkovich. Nice. Ooh, the ultimate gear change. I love I it. I just love think like... I just think there's a there's a lot to like about him. Like the wide the wide barrier doesn't stress me too much. Being the big wide turn, we've got Josh Parr on board, who we're all big fans of. Um, the horse has trialed enormous. Yes, he does, hasn't won first up before, but I think that trial there, that Corbs just probably watched it, gives us every indication that he's come back really well, and we know what the the gelding op can do to the majority of horses. I think Andermatt certainly brings the the best form lines heading to, into this race, but um, I just I just think he's under the odds, and I think I don't know. I'm I'm worried about Barrier One for him and where he ends up. Um, Titanium Power is, is a good horse, which is, I think you just touched on there, there, Con. Loves the Hawkesbury track. Yeah. So he's won, he's won, I think he's had, what, three attempts at the track for two wins and a, and a second. Um, he's won at the track and trip before, and, in, and he's got a good first up record as well. So honestly, I think Titanium Power is in this. And then you've also got Zethus, who is a, the other Godolphin runner, who I'm a big fan of, that Abdullah's on. First up last prep, he was within one and a half lengths of King of Sparta up here in, um, in a listed race uh, at Doombin. So you're looking at all these. So I could make a case for quite a few horses here, but I just think Malkovich, if, if he holds – um, holds that form uh, from that that trial meet. I think he's a great great chance in this race. And then what are you at five fifty? You can get what are you at five? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. five yeah. So you're looking at like that. Like Andermatt, like I said, was he probably brings the best form lines through this. Like he he did run in a Group One last start, but he was carrying fifty one kilos. He did have our boy Michael D on board, but he was three three and a half lengths off Miramia. But he he crossed the line with Shades of Rose, who. We when we watched in the Quokka last week, she's she didn't she's not up to it at the moment. I don't think she's come back this prep. So, yeah, I've got I've got pots on on Andermatt, and I think Malkovich is definitely a bet. Okay, love that, love that. Uh, race seven, the Hawkesbury Guineas. Oh God, this one is an absolute lottery. I, I found this like I, I I had a good look at this race. Uh, we had a look, good look at all these races today when Nola was having a nap. So there's a there's a few different form lines, and and the problem with these form lines is everyone's coming out of that heavy eight, heavy nine deck at Randwick. So some of those horses clearly were unsuited over um, over those that that track, I guess. So. I think it wouldn't surprise me if you see a couple that were very poor, I guess, coming through. 
that Randwick beat, they they changed to have a change of form and they really hit back on this softer soft five good four deck. So yeah. I wouldn't be putting a pen through any horses here. Um, honestly, I I've got a moderate tempo on on my Smeed Bat with um, with True Crime uh, Tenere Specimen, and I don't even know how to pronounce that. Gen Gendamari, Gendamari. Oh, uh, scratched. So there you go. So some yeah, of the hang on, I'll, I'll have a crack. No, hang on. Yeah, so it's been scratched since I, I looked at this earlier today. So, oh, yeah, okay. I've got um, – yeah, Have a crack, I've, I'll, have a crack. Hang on, I'll have a crack. What? He's going to have a crack. He's going to have a go at the name. <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's Gender Marie. <laughs> Gender Marie? No. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, True Crime and um, Territory Express both roll forward, I think. Um, Fortune Trailer comes back in trip, which is interesting. So it, it ran over the mile last start, um, and then it's come back to fourteen hundred, which I'm, I'm intrigued by. And again, it, it was it was a good run, a good um, good win over Machilade Wolverine, who we'll talk about up here in Doombin. But um, Rosetta was fantastic. I thought last start Cody's got aft cabin form, and then I could probably make a case for a lot more love in Mumbai Jewel also. So honestly. If you like gun to my head, I'm probably going to say Rosetta. But mm. really, if, if you're looking from purely from a quaddy perspective, I'm probably going to chart. Oh, you got these numbers, Corbs? Ready? Right, go. One, two, five. Hang on, sorry. Sizzle, man. One, Sizzle. two, five, go. Seven, nine, ten, twelve. Like it's a yeah. it's a really tough race. Yeah. Got him. I like it. All right, so, yeah, that looks like a bit of a cunt, that one. Hopefully we get through that. Now, the yeah. next race is race eight that we're going to touch on. Yeah, the Hawksbury Crown. So, yes, yeah, so this is a group three there for three odds and upwards. Uh, set weights and penalties uh, for fillies and mares. So, you, all these are females, obviously, getting around. So, I might just touch on the horses in market order and then I'll just give it a little bit of a spill. So, Princess Grace um, is an ex-USA horse um, that's been imported by Walla. Um, I thought she was fantastic in the group two, Sapphire Vines, Apatia. Um, she was really, really good there. I don't think she's going to appreciate the soft going if it is in the soft range. So I think she's like in all her career over in the States, she used to race on firm. So we'll see how she goes. Nash is actually dual booked, which is interesting. So he's booked for Princess Grace, but he's also booked for um, Air to Air, which is I think second or third emergency for this race. Yeah, okay. Which is really interesting. So I'd be – if air to air makes the field, it'll be interesting to see who rides both horses because I give air to air actually a really good chance. Surely he fair. can't do that. He could ride what? both. I think he could ride both if he had to. Yeah. Just, just like um, what's his name? Remember the guy that used to did the splits corbs between the two um, semi trailers? John Claude Van Dam. John Claude Van Dam, dude. Yeah. Just go full John Claude Van Dam. He did that with a harness. I'm pretty sure. And it'll be a photo finish. You know that. Um, it'd have to be. He's well, got a. He's, well, got, a, he's look, got a torn. You have, groin. you have a horse either side, and you have one foot on each so, uh, inside hoop, and on the outside and, hoops. No, the inside hoops and a horse either side. On the and outside. If there's hoops. anyone that can do it, there's nothing on the outside hoops. But if there's anyone that can do it, it's Nash. He's the only one I back to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that could be, yeah, that could that could be very interesting. Um, I reckon ride. Um, if you can bet on it, you bet um, these two horses to finish um, 
together. Exactly. At the same time. Quinella. <laughs> yeah. Bo- boxed exactor. <laughs> Astral Willa. All right. Doing the splits. A a, There's a market for that. That's Go gonna for be it. better the day. <laughs> Sorry, Oracle. Sorry, Oracle. <laughs> really. That's fine. I'm used to it. Ruined your rhythm. I've gone, John Claude. <laughs> yeah, so Princess Grace at 360. So she's an interesting horse. Now, th- there is the concern, obviously, having the second up syndrome because you find that with a lot of imports. They'll have that boom first up run and then they'll kind of, I guess, slacken off or, or drop off after that. So, yeah, they've got a few concerns with the 360 about Princess Grace. I thought Tycoon Evie was enormous first up. So she obviously raced up here in Queensland and was transferred yeah. to the Snowdens. So she was she ran second in the Winona Girl behind Jale, uh, beaten uh, Jump the Broom, Britain Beauty, Bring the Ransom, Pocare Care, and a few other decent horses in that in that race. So she was actually she opened thirty one dollars on that day and then ended up starting around the nine dollar mark. So there was a lot of market support for her. So I'm not sure whether the Snowdens were keen and they told someone about it or she she looked really really good in the yard. Who knows? But I love the booking of Josh Parr, who, again, we, we speak very highly of. Um, and I think that's a really good bet at around the $7 mark. So if you look at it, like I think she opened $12 for this race and she's into what, around the six fifty six dollars mark. Yeah, sevens I got here. There, there you go. So money has certainly come. So I don't think I was the only one that saw, saw that race first up where she was. Hang on. Rent interference. Can you confirm the horse name we're talking about? Tycoon Evie. Okay, cool. Um, Looking at the yeah. wrong horse. And Never Talk um, ran a all right race last start as well. Uh, Never Talk was really good behind Zapoteo again at, at, in that Randwick race. So there's quite a few of these horses actually come out of that race. So you've got Zapoteo, um, sorry, Never Talk. Princess Grace comes out of that race. Expat um, comes out of that race also. So, yeah, the, I, th- I thought Never Talk was, was really good. I think it's better suited with, with a bit more sting out of the ground, definitely. Okay. All right, um, so what, it, do you, what do you like for your numbers here? Quaddy-wise, I'd probably go one. Yep. Four. Did you say four? Yep. Four, yeah. I'd chuck, um, I'd chuck 18 in there just because um, if it gets a run, I think it's a really, really good chance. Okay. I also really like short shorts, number 15. Okay, 18 bucks, like that. And then I'd probably that probably leave it at that to be honest. So one four eighteen fifteen. Mm. You could actually chuck it. Jim Marrera is riding like an absolute demon at the moment. I'd probably chuck Britain Beauty in there as well. What number was that? Uh Joe Marrera's Mount Britain Beauty number six. All right, done. Got it. All right. So race nine, the Hawkesbury Cup. Ah, now. Black Booker in this. Got a bit of a tip in this as well. Yeah, so so this is I was gonna to talk to you about this because I've got a horse that I'm keen on in this and it's not your one, but I want I want you to sell me on your one. Fuck. Well I can't hard. really say too much, but what I will say is I've got an inside tip. Yeah. And when you get these sort of inside tips, I feel like um You've got Can to you kind of fucking have a crack inside, in, inside tip? Well, it was sent to me in a text message. And Beautiful. the text message read, this inside tip is immoral. Mm. Nobody will be named, of course. I'm sure everybody that's on the inside knows about it 
by now. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah, you couldn't get any more. You couldn't get any more inside than this if you tried. Yeah. And, See, that, uh, that has me scared about my selection in this race. Yeah, and what? So that's floating artists. But what's what's yours? I like new mandate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you what do you got? So I thought new mandate. He resumed on the twenty fifth of March in the Doncaster Prelude, which was won by Bandersnatch. I thought he was actually really really good in that race, and um, he crossed the line. He actually beat home Lord Ardmore, who had a lot of market support at his next start, which we won't talk about much, will we? No. Nah. And then cross, and then we was obviously crossed the line, not far behind Cross Talk Diamil, who ended up going on a winning last weekend. So I think he brings really, really good form lines. J Mac actually trialed him in between runs on the eleventh of April, and and he sticks here. So I think that's a decent enough push. For me, with with J Mac being on board, I do I do concede J Mac's probably not in the form that we we've, we've I've probably come to know him to be in. But I really like New Mandate in this race. I thought Just Folk's been really good back the um, two these two runs back. He's got Josh Parr on board. Um, Berdebeck has always been a friend uh, boyfriend of mine. I really love him, and he's actually been pretty decent at Hawkesbury. He's, he's I think he's won at this track and trip before. Jojo was a man, was good last week behind Tamerlane. His barrier's pretty shit house. And then we've got Hosier, who's another one we've bet on before. He was actually my punters club bet, and he absolutely flopped in the last start, which was which was annoying. But um yeah. he's good he's got a good second up record and he drops quite large in in weight. So yeah, there's a, quite a few good horses getting around. Now with your mail, is this is this a third three standout? This is a standout for me for sure. I just can't would, ignore that sort of inside mail, you know. Would you chuck eight in there just as a safety? I might as well, like, because yeah. I'd hate to be left with um, yoke on the face, if you know what I mean. Well, let's just go three and eight then. Okay, done. That's what, that's what I like. And we need that because now we can go a bit wider in this last one. What do you think about race 10? Um, well, Walla made a very good push for Estadio Mastala as being a horse that he really is looking forward to this prep. Okay. So, um, tough. Giao Morea. I got, a, I, got a, I got a black looker in this. Running Bear? Nah, but I fucking Ooh. love that horse. Oh, Running Bear's also in this. I have two black bookers. Don't say Run, Mr. Run, 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 Running Bear will not be included in my thing, but. Mystery uh, shot? Nah. <laughs> yeah. I took him out of my black. Oh, how's Rogue Bear? I've never even heard of him. <laughs> nah, nah. A I'm obsessed bear. with all bears, but um, no, my black booker is Wicklow. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. So, and the, the yeah, hardest thing is... Sounds like you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wick- <laughs> Corpse, Wick- Wicklow was good behind Tamerlane um, back in late March, and Tamerlane's come out in one since. Look, so. at, look, look at Wicklow's second up stats. Yeah, no, so it's really good second up stats. And look at the jockey booking. I know. That's, mate, I can tell you my dick is touching my jeans. There you go. <laughs> Only because I'm wearing tight jeans. Oh, yeah, fuck. So mm. this, this this race sucks because <laughs> Spang- Spangler's noms. Sorry, has Nash got of- another ride in this race? Or is he just on nah. the Oh, that sucks. No, he's not, <laughs> no, he's not riding both this, one, this time around. All right, there won't be any. No, John Claude. No, John. Yeah, he's not John Fording this one round. All right, sorry. Go on, Oracle. 
So it's, it's actually a really hard race because you've got a couple of horses that are dual nommed at the moment, like Spangler's dual nommed. Osbred Flirt's not even in the field. Either is pretty amazing. So you've got horses in the market that aren't actually in the field. So it's really hard to establish a quaddy. But purely if you're looking at this, I'd probably – you ready? I'm going to give them to you, Corbs. Yep. Yep. Old Shark Wicklow, your one. What's that, five? Yeah. Mm, uh, yep. Sorry, yeah, I should give you numbers. Five. Yep. This this French horse is really scary, so I'd probably chuck ten in. Yep. Uh, I, I knew you were going to say that just by looking at the name. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> What's the that, name? What's what the name? I'm on a different page now. Pavade. Yeah. Pavade. Whatever that means. What does that mean in French? It um, means fuck away. It means... <laughs> doesn't. It means... Um, it means, hum- it means human meat. <laughs> well, then uh, definitely it means calf it muscle. <laughs> um, 12 corbs. Yep. And then I'd probably chuck 18 and 19 in there just in case they get in the field. Obviously, you get a greater percentage if, if, if they don't make the field. Great. Done. 5, 10, 12, 18, 19. Yep. We are set for Hawkesbury. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Doombin. Well, I've got one that I think is uh, going to win a race. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. What do we got? So race, race three, number 13, Shadows of Love. Ooh. Ah, yeah. Abdullah. War. Yeah, so hey, quick question. War. K. War. Is that, mm-hmm. Ma- is that Mark or Steve War's wife? That's Mark War's wife, yeah. Mark War's wife. There you go, yeah. How good. Yeah. Hang on. Number race... Three in the midway. Number, number number thirteen. You've gone a midway tip. Yeah. So, um, the this is this is interesting. So, I actually black booked this horse um, after a lengthy ran last weekend. So she ran against Opal Ridge and what was the other horse? Um, Magic Knight in that that Group Three, I think it was last weekend. And Alentia actually got up got up the inside and won with Joe Marrera on board. But what we need to notice is. This was a what uh, what we call a BM sixty eight, and Shadows of Love actually lost this on protest over Alencia with J Mac on board. So uh, if she can run straight, then I think she just wins this race. So why she is she very? Is Shadows of Love quite green still? Evergreen? Yeah, she's a she's a three year old. She's on this is only a sixth start. So okay, wow. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Okay, she has, an, she has a lot of ability. She's handled the horse free track before. I think she'll lead this race, but as long as she runs straight, I think she's she's probably going to win this race. Fuck, I love that. We never really get a midway tip off here or a highway tip. I understand why. No, no, no. I actually banned myself from betting on them years ago from when um, I still have a little punt every now and again on them, but <laughs> it's never, you know what I mean? I'll never have a substantial punt on a midway or highway. Um, but nah, I this- think I'm going to now. I think I'm going to have a good little one on that one. Oracle? What was that? Sorry, cool. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I think I think I'm going to have a good little hit out at this little one. I'm just reading really it. Look at the one. barrier. It looks like probably the likely leader. Is that right? I th- yeah, I think I think it will lead this race quite easily. Sorry, I just had to duck off and um, Tish was asking me for some toilet paper in the lounge in the lounge room because we're did she Our shit? toilet's in the way of where we're recording. She can't come in the room, but um, she's she's on the potty. No, she's one of the greyhounds. We've got another greyhound staying over, and he's like, well, he was asleep on the couch next to her, and I launched this 
toilet paper roll across the room. <laughs> Les smacked him right in the face. <laughs> One thing you don't throw at a greyhound is toilet paper. <laughs> she cracked it at me. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm back. Oh, we were back. Okay. Well, we so we've done we've, we've done hawks free there. So I think like it's a, it's a tough day, but I think if if you're looking at bets for the day, I really really like um uh Shadow of Love, who we spoke about just before. Um I think Rosetta, not sorry, Rosetta, Tycoon Evie and Malkovich are probably going to be your bets. Okay. Yeah. Love that. So Doombin, let's go to so let's Doom- go to Brizzy. Yeah, so Doombin's a really, really good meet. So, it's, again, we're, we're starting to kick off now with our our winter carnival, really, like this is – we're starting leading into that now. So, we've got three feature races on the day so that uh, tomorrow. So, we've got the Princess Stakes, which is race seven. We've got the – I think the Tails Stakes in race eight. And then we've got the Mick Dittman in race nine, which I think is race of the day, in my opinion. Mick Dittman, um, great jockey. Yeah, ripper jockey. One of the greats, actually. So the rail's out three metres. Um, no rain expected, typical Brisbane. Like I think we had a shower this afternoon, but I don't think it had any substance to it. So I, I expect us to be running on a, on a good deck. Um, as as always with Doom, those inside barriers are probably more advantageous in those sprint trips, so 1,000 and 1,200 metres. But, again, you can win from anywhere. It's just it's just better to be on the inside more than anything. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean... Dooman, uh, I think we've gone over this before, but you reckon it favours on paces? I don't think it favours on paces. I just think it's better to be more Prominent. more yeah. forward run, yeah, than anything. Like the, you, you see those horses that certainly perform, I guess, and and run on from those. But those are the use of the good horses. So if you're a decent horse, then you can easily run on. I don't think it's 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 certainly not like a Canterbury or a Mooney Valley where you have those bias meets there where no one can make ground. Yeah, okay. So where do you want to start here? Do you want to start at uh, race seven? I reckon we start, we'll do seven, eight, nine, and then I've got two horses that I want to touch on through during, like in in the, the other races, I guess. Okay, yeah, cool. So race seven yeah. is the Princess Stakes. This is a Princess Stakes. So this is a three-year-old race for Philly. So it's a, it's a listed race. So what getting, you'll find is I'm getting real horse. fucking sick of Wolverine. Mate, I'll touch on that. So the horse, it's her. Her. So, yeah, well. Why'd they call him? Why'd they call her Wolverine? A Wolverine is is uh, a more feminine uh, thing. I can yeah, tell that to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, you're right. You're Full right. Full-blown fucking you're man. Right. Yeah. And there's male Wolverines for sure, right? I didn't know bit Wolverine of, was a thing. But a reen... Like a reen. Wolf Irene. A bit of Wolf reen. Irene. A reen is generally uh, more feminine. So it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, so this is my wolf wife, Irene. Wolverine. A Wolverine sounds like a female wolf. Do you reckon? Wolverine sounds I think it like sounds a, like it. It sounds like some if guy was, with chops who can fucking get things coming out I of I mean, his if hands. we were speaking Spanish, it would be. Fair. Fair. And I do know Spanish. Exactly. <laughs> so you, you get it. Yeah. I, I, look. I, I let my um, bilingual look. Okay, trilingual. I'll put, a, put aside the bias and touch into my trilingual, <laughs> my trilingual beast. Nah, okay. Wolverine's a female. That's what we've got too. Sorry, Oracle. It's all right. You get that for me. Correct. 
It's Friday night. So I'm with Corbs. I think Wolverine <laughs> has been extremely costly for the for the punter. She she actually hasn't won since coming over here from New Zealand. So she's running some very good races. I get that. Yeah. But she hasn't actually won a race. And I think the 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 Bloodstock boys really want to get her some sort of black type thing for breeding side, I think. So I don't know. I thought she was good but behind the vows last start at um at Eagle Farm. But Last week, sorry, the Eagle Farm, but the Vows was just a better horse. So but the Vows is a gun. The Vows is a really good horse. I like um, remember backing it one night at the Sunny Coast a while ago, and I just thought uh, it was racing at the Sunny Coast and whatever. So I've missed it every single time since it's come to town, and it's a fucking gun, man. <laughs> and the problem with it, like it, it, it's won some some races pretty comfortably, but. As it's gone through the grades, it hasn't done any like it hasn't been like blasting them away. Um, but I think it's a great horse, so definitely keep it in your black book. And it's what's had nine starts for six wins, so not a bad record, eh? Oh, love it, love to own it. So yeah, so Wolverine certainly I think deserved favourites considering the form lines that she comes out of. But you could make a case for a lot of these other horses, like Divine Purpose. Have a look at that horse; it's never missed the top three. Yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks to be the, it looks to be the only leader on paper to me. It's got a real like picket all, fence happening. It's from up north. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's had it's got so this is obviously over the mile there. It's it's the concern is it's stepping up from the thirteen hundred to the sixteen hundred meters. If it gets its way up front and and Justin Stanley can can get away with some cheap sectionals, it might get through. Like the horse has actually never gone beyond fifteen hundred meters, but did win by I guess five lengths last start in a very very weak handicap at Rockhampton. So I think the horse is is amazing, and I to be honest, I think it's probably going to be if you put my gun to my head, I'd probably be picking it just because of the way the map shapes. Okay. Um, street street gossip is um an interesting runner for Mark Newnham, who's up here. So it comes off a really good win in a class one at Wyong. Now, Tommy Sherry's actually come up from New South Wales, so he could have ran at the Provincials and he's come up here for one ride, wow. which is which is really interesting. Now, I don't rate Tommy Sherry as like probably an elite jockey, but I know Mark Newnham has a lot of faith in him and, and he usually puts him on most of the horses that he rides in track work. So I can make a case for that horse too. Um, you got Mark Curry's horse, which has never missed the top two, albeit in weaker grade. With that girl. In, in Cody. With Angela Jones on, exactly. God. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's a, it's a good race. And um, Angela to be honest, I don't, I don't actually have an edge in it, to be honest. And I, so I can't really find anything. If, you, if it was a gun to my head, I'd probably get on, on Divine uh, Purpose, like I said before, purely for the fact that I think it'll lead this race quite easily. And it's, um, it's, it brings a decent figure that I had in, in a four-year-old handicap uh, last part up at, at Rocky. What would you go here for um for the quaddy numbers? This is quite. I'm just looking through the whole field here. Mm-hmm. Angela Jones is my favorite Brisbane jockey at the moment. Um, really? Yeah. It, it will always. Well, not always was. It, for a long time, it was Jim Byrne. Mm. Long, long time. Maloney's been really good, but I just can't say he's my favorite just because of how fucking much I didn't. I just, like want, him for I just so want Brad. To, I just want Brad to come back. Uh, see, I love Brad, but he just hasn't been around. You know what I mean? He broke he's, his he's, health. He's, he's like the, yeah, I know, but 
Do you know what I mean? Like he's just not there at the moment, you know? Mm. He's like the loved one that you miss that just isn't there. Ready? I'll give you those numbers, Corbs. I'm ready. All right. So let's go one. Yeah. Four. Eleven. Twelve. And three. Yeah, good. Like that. Yeah, Lee Friedman, you can never trust him. He's a, he's a, he's a gun trainer. So moving on to the next one then. Mm-hmm. Where are we at now? Hold on. Race eight. So now we're in the tail stakes up there. Race eight there. Okay. Sports bet takes you out every time yeah. you go back in now. A lot of ones here I don't know a lot about, Oracle. What are you thinking? So it's, it's interesting. There's been quite a few scratchings in the race. Desert Icons come out. New Mandate, who we spoke about earlier. Aaron Mayer has come out. Cuban Royale and Wild Chappable come out. So it's actually, um, which is interesting, it's actually like changed this field or the complexion of this race up quite a bit. Because I think Master Jamie looks to be the only leader in this race. And the Iron Horse is at, what, having his 50th start um, this well, weekend. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, so he's he's the on he looks the the only only real leader on 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 paper that I can see to be honest. So I I think Tumbler Ridge is deserved favourite. Um, got our boy Boris on on board. I thought the horse was 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 really good behind uh, Iris Songs in in that quality race that we had back in early April. Um, loves the track and trip, loves the track itself at Doombin as well. So I think he posed a really good record. The stable mate Santiro is the interesting horse for me. So comes out of an 1,800-metre race at, at Eagle Farm in a BM85 where he absolutely um, destroyed that field minus Calipore. Um, Calipore actually came out last weekend, one beating at one of our horses that we liked in Al Abur. So yeah. I think that horse brings brings really good form lines. Jaden Lloyd has a very good association with the horse. So yes, I do can see this is a step up in grade, but I think the horse is is going really, really well. Uh Cepheus comes out of the group one Doncaster. So I you'd probably suggest that it's it's a step back in grade. Um it was really good the start before that qualified it for the the Doncaster, but it did have Nash on board that day and it gets Brody Loy. Not that Brody Loy's a bad jockey, but he's not Nash. Hey, Santero, um, down the bottom, did that used to be with Paddy Payne? It did. Yeah, it was. It was back down in um uh down in Victoria, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't mind that. I used yeah, to back that down there. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting, eh? In, in a good, so I'm not sure. Another good it's stable. Paddy, Paddy One good stable to another. Mm, yeah, very much so. So, yeah, in terms of this race, I, 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 I think it's honestly between probably Santiro and Cepheus. You want to stand them out? Yeah, I'll just go those two. Oh. What, what numbers are they, Oracle? 15. Three, yeah, three. Three, 15. three and 15. Okay. Okay. Now we're I cooking. I like that. Now we're cooking, I really boys. like it. All right, race nine, Doombin. All right, so here's the race of the day in my Oh, opinion. it's the Cokehead. Yes. The, yes, I'm it's glad the... you remembered. Oh, <laughs> fuck. 
It's our mate, the coke, the coked up horse. Can you believe he was on? Co- now, for anyone that doesn't know, oh. uh, Oracle tipped End Assembly uh, in. I think it was probably the last race it won before it was spelled. Yeah, it was. It was in December, gold edition race. Yeah, it was race paying nine or ten bucks, huge run, like just was just striding enormously. God, it was good. God, it was good. God, it was good. A lot of people got up. Uh, and then a couple of months later, it came out, it tested positive for cocaine in that race. So did all the trainers and 90% of the people at the track <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, so everybody had a great day. Um, but uh, it was a curry thing, right? That M.A. curry and what's the other curry? That fucking... Ben curry, ben the curry. dodgy one. Yeah. bad. It's his son, so, his father. I don't know, man. Did they fucking give this horse cocaine? Well, apparently they're saying there was just a, an owner who was a bit bit excited, had it on his fingers, and he's he swabbed it across the the horse's nose, which is we know is all a bit of a g up. But um, I reckon it sounds very possible. <laughs> Mind you, <laughs> it, it wouldn't giving... it, it wouldn't have just been one owner; it would have been multiple owners. Good on you, boy, and then fucking yeah, <laughs> bare bit of coke on that horse's nose by the end of a few nose rubs. That horse would have that horse would have been bagged as hell. I reckon it's fair to say if any of the owners got its hands on this horse, the horse would be high <laughs> for sure. Oh, what do the what do you call that? Why, uh, I actually don't mind that excuse. Because how much coke are they giving the horse for it to win a race? Well, they how need, much coke to, do you they give they the need horse? to give it a spoon, like you know how we would key it. Or no, I'm not, not who you're talking not about me, to be honest, but, but you know people would do that. What do you mean by key it? You know, oh, like people, I, I care. Tell me a little bit more about this. People would, people would. I've heard people would generally get a key, like a car key, on, and yeah. stick it in the bag and then snort it. Oh, I don't think that'd be enough to get the horse um, like up a, and about. Like I reckon. A prop key. I reckon you need to spoon it and probably give it about half a gram. Like a tablespoon. From what I've, from what I've heard. From tablespoon. Well, I reckon a teaspoon would probably do the job. Fucking hell. But that, but otherwise otherwise I don't know like maybe they have a better way of um juicing a horse with cocaine. Will I, they not rack a big line, like a big line, and give it a big? No, I um, don't think you. I mean, come on, man! I don't think like you're gonna a burrow, get it. I burrow it out. I think you're gonna struggle to stick it to stick a um pool noodle up a horse's nose and get it to do a line <laughs> off a plate. You know. I think they're probably getting a. T- to be honest, I think Unless they're probably chinny booms are very well. To be honest, I think they're probably I think they're probably getting a turkey baster. They're probably putting the kettle on. They're filling up a, a they're putting a gram of coke in a, in a glass of water, putting the uh, the boiling water this in there, exactly filling up the turkey doing. baster, and then blowing it up its nose, or its ass. Probably its ass. <laughs> yeah, are they turkey basting it up its ass? Or I think they, or, so. Or are they um, burrowed out to pool noodling with the guy who is a swimmer, <laughs> like a proper swimmer? With the big more lungs, I think about it, dude. Big, I think it's. I think it's a t- nah. Surely, th- possibly, but I think it's a turkey baster up the ass. Some guy who's won, you know, um, high school best butterfly. Grant Packet. Grant Packet is the <laughs> is the is the uh, the dart king for Grant Chinny Packet Boom. could blow it. Could this is could blow news. a dart up his ass? Mm. Was he one you of the owners? It, you guys heard it here first. Grant Packet blows half a gram up Chinny Boom's ass by a. Borrowed Alle- out. No, you're allegedly. No, we're allegedly. talking about end assembly, not chinny boom. Not oh. chinny boom. Chinny boom's good oh, sorry. to go, mate. That's right. <laughs> no, well, oh, well, hey, sorry. We've got our rumours crossed. Because I've heard 
Chinny Boom has. Uh, has oh, I better not say anything, actually. I love this. All right, so this is going to be a good race then. So just take into account that Gay Waterhouse got done for her horse uh, testing positive for cocaine also, I think it was like 10, 15 years ago, and she got the $15,000 fine. So we'll wait and see what comes of it. Fuck, was, did she use the owner owner cocaine on the finger, residue on the fingers excuse? Uh, I think she did. I can't remember. Mm. But I think like the stewards in New South Wales are just like, your horse... Strong amounts of amount of cocaine found around the rectum. Yeah, so it's like your horse, your fault type thing. Like, why did you allow that to happen? Fair enough. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's get back into it. Let's yeah, let's get back into the race of the day. So, really, really good race. So, obviously, there's a big, big boom on Chinny Boom, as you'd probably be well aware. Um, he, I thought he was enormous last start in that in that race. I think it's a three year old handicap over the ten fifty there at Doombin. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, he had no entitled. He he was not entitled to win that race. Beast Mode had a better run down the outside, and Chinny Boom had to kind of weave his way through traffic in order to get through, and he ended up lasting through and winning by about a length. So I think honestly he's rightly favourite. The Barry is a little bit of a concern for me because I think he's better when he rolls forward. Um, but obviously he's, he's a class horse and he's got, he's actually got, he's beaten our girl sunshine in Paris past the post. So I know that, yeah, he's, he's certainly rightly favored in this race. We've got golden boom who we know we spoke about that. He beat, uh, end of, well, he was beaten by end assembly in that gold edition late in late last year. Um, interesting, but I find is that Jimmy Orman would trolled him. Yes, Ryan Maloney's been his regular rider, but Jimmy Orman trolled him back at Doombin in 11th of April, and, and Jimmy's opted to ride Spiritualized. Yeah, and I rate Spiritualized, to be honest. Very good horse. So I think Golden Boom, he's he's been very, very good, and um, I think he'll be really suited by this the tempo of this race. Uh, end assembly, who we've already touched on, we've all got it. Well, I've got a very good opinion of the horse. He's won a listed race. He just destroyed them in three-year-old grade, and then a BM72. Lady Lagoon is an interesting runner here. So I did touch on during the Hawks three meet about my concerns with horses coming from those heavy decks onto dry decks, and she clearly brings the best um, best form lines. I think. So early on in prep, she's won within half a length of Parasail, um, beaten Ojai, My Bella May, Waltz on by, Mumbai Jewel and a few other horses home at the Valley. She then went to the uh, PJ Bell and she was within one and a half lengths of Magic Time. Uh, beat home Opal Ridge, Dashing Legend, Mumbai Jewel again. And then she went to the Arrowfield and was within um, within a length off Af Cabin. So... And Cote Zoo Tiger. So there's a, there's a few horses there that you can probably tie in. Yeah, and $8. My for her, yeah, the, my concern is for her is her going from those heavy heavy and soft decks up to here to Doom. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I've got Pox on her. And I'm, I'm, she's, she is two from 15. She doesn't exactly have the best winning strike rate going around. Yeah, true. Now, which one of these coked up steeds are we going <laughs> to put in the quarter? <laughs> so there's... There's one horse that I want to touch on briefly. Sorry, Con, just to get out of here. Sorry, man. So the horse that you'll see is number 19 here, Ring of Steel. Yeah, uh, yes. Now, uh, aptly named. Yeah. 
So this horse, this horse was um, he raced last year, like around the June period. Um, he flopped in like a two-year-old race, and then instantly Kelly Schweder put him out and waited till his three-year-old year. Now I got inside word that he was um, ready to go at Ipswich um, last start, and he duly saluted by six and a half lengths. So I was really Ooh. lucky to to get that inside mail, and I took I took a really good price too. I think he started around the two fifty mark. So the time that he put up on that race, he ran a one oh nine, um, one oh nine six. Now at the Ipswich twelve hundred, only good horses go sub one ten. So in comparison, on the same day, that was a maiden grade. There was a BM sixty eight that was run on the same day, and it, it was five lengths faster. And there was also another maiden run that day, and it was seven lengths faster. So the figure that this horse has put up would suggest that it's very much above average. Okay. But the thing, the thing that, that's just put me off a little bit with it is that Jimmy Orman rode it that day up at Ipswich, and he's opted to jump on spiritualizers, which weirdly enough is, is further in the market than it. Yeah. I mean, Mark Duplessis is a fucking good jock who's, who's on it. Well, a- he is. He is. He's a very good jock. I think I'd rather um, yeah, so Ringer Steel's drawn very well, and if he if he rolls forward like he did last start at Ipswich, he'll be very hard to beat. And I think if he can run up to that figure that he put up, I think he he'll, he'll be certainly in the finish. Now, have a look at Bazik. Can you guys see Bazik there, number seventeen? Uh, yeah. Uh, beat home Zoo Gotcha at Eagle Farm in the Bill Carter Stakes um in June this year. Oh, yeah, the one that Stroll won. Yeah. So look at that. So beat home Zugotcha. Zugotcha's come out and won the won a couple of races since. Well, this is Fucking a... Hell. What's our quality numbers here then? <laughs> well, that's where I'll this go. This is going to be big. I think we have to go big. We have to. No, no, I fully agree. <laughs> so I'd go two, two, four, six, eight. Ten, seven, eight, nineteen. Nice, lovely. Got it. Now, where wow. do we where do we go from here? You know, where we well, do go because we didn't I've get got... your first numbers for the f- yeah, race. Did, didn't nah, we got your first three race numbers. I'm like, we'll probably six? have to we'll probably have to dust through this, but let's just. Yeah. Where are we? Race. race. Me and um, Connie have a have a date tonight. No, a date that's with the Brisbane odd. Broncos versus the Parramatta <laughs> Eels up in Sydney. Yeah, we might actually have to. We might actually have to wrap it up after this because I got to get this online before we go. Done. We'll brush Mornington. There's nothing there. We might have to. Good. All right. All right. Ra- ra- race six, Dooman. Race six, Dooman. Tough race, Corbs. Let's get your quaddy numbers for it at least. You just oh, want we, got, we got we got our wits end there. Cheeky little at wits end. Um. All right, Corbs. You ready? Yeah. It's hard with all these emergencies. <laughs> Go four. You got it? Four, yep. 14. Yeah. 19. And... God, it's a tough race. Till- I'd probably chuck Tillium in as well. What number is that? Uh, number 16. Yeah. And then, and then chuck 20 as well. Are we keeping it, we're keeping it at that? Yeah, keep it at that. All right, done. I like that. All right, Mark what, looks. Dooman looks so good. I know. So we got right. we got quaddy numbers for seven. Yeah, we we, uh, we, yeah. we got all them. Oh, we got the whole quaddy done now. Doombin and Hawkesbury quaddy are locked. 
All right. Sweet. Oracle, oh. did you want any last last words? Last words. Doom and race five, far too easy. Yes. This is what I've been waiting for. All right. And then something for the guys on Anzac Day Day, which is really good. So Flemington race three, Treasure Way, get, finally gets a senior jockey and Craig Williams booked on board. Uh. Kensington race eight, money from from the sky. I thought the horse was enormous first up against a track pattern that favoured the leaders on bias. Um, was a leader bias day there. Uh, had to make ground, long sustained run and just peaked on his run. I think he'll be better uh, second up and there's two from three second up. And then there's a really good horse at Flemington race eight called Al Tebow getting around. Um, she's got to get in the field. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's immoral. Oracle, sorry, can we get the? I've got, sorry, I, I, I'm typing and I lost it. Uh, far too easy. Next one, I'm typing it Doom down. Race five. Oh, yeah. Doom race five now on got Tuesday, it. Anzac Day. Flemington yep. race three, Treasure Way. Flem race three, Treasure Way. Got it. Kensington race eight. Kenzo. Money from the sky. Yep. And Flemington race eight. Yep. Altivo. And Altivo's the what you believe a full blown Mozza. Yep. And then dashing in the Mornington Guineas tomorrow at Mornington. Oh, I oh. love a little. What is it? Dashing where tomorrow at Mornington? Guineas? Morning, Mornington Guineas. All right. That's for our listeners. Race six. There you go. So they have to listen right to the end to get the juicy stuff. Of course. Oracle, thank you so much for that. You are the fucking Pleasure man. Lad. Sorry for rushing you off. We got a date with the Broncos. Go the Bronx. No, I'll be watching with you. Talk Love soon. you, Oracle. Go the Bronx. See you, mate. See you, lads.